0: You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast episode number 40. And today, ladies, you are in for another great treat with our guest interview, Jen Eden. Jen was such a powerful interview, and I just loved talking with her. So let me just tell you a little bit about Jen. Jen is a sugar addict expert, author, and empowerment coach. Jen healed herself of gastritis at 22 years old and survived a near-death gas explosion at 28 years old. It became very clear at that point in her life that she had a calling to teach others the same techniques she used to heal her body naturally and break free from sugar addiction. Jen is a certified health coach, and for the past 14 years, she has been teaching others how to take back control of what they eat and drink without dieting, deprivation, or denial. She delivers real, long-lasting results in a simple and memorable and manageable way. How many times, ladies, do you get to the end of your day wishing you could have done it differently? And for some, with more energy and feeling like you made smart choices all day long. Well, that's what we talked about in today's interview. And if you go to our blog page, wellwomannetwork.com forward slash episode number 40, you will see that you'll be able to grab a free link to grab a complimentary copy of Jen's book and learn how to kick cravings in under seven days. So you can go download it there. So help me give a virtual high five and clap and welcome in Jen Eden. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority, a time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. All right, ladies, and welcome back to another episode today, and I have the great pleasure of interviewing another fabulous well woman out there in the world, Miss Jen Eden, and she's a sugar addiction expert and empowerment coach, and I know that we're going to get a lot out of this today because she's fabulous, and you know how I feel about sugar, so we're going to talk all about it, and we're going to dive on in, so thank you,
1: Jen, and welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you. You know, I always start my day, or most days, exercise, 40 ounces of water, we could talk about it, so. Cool. It's a good morning.
0: It's a good morning, yes. So tell me
1: again, okay, so where are you located? I am in Huntington, New York, that's on Long Island, an hour outside New York City. Cool.
0: Oh, I always wanted to go to New York. Well, I've been there once, but I'm hoping to get back there again, one of these days.
1: (laughs) We'll get there, but we're moving, so it's a story in itself.
0: Yes, so that's that's it. So what I want to do is I want to start off with tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me how you got to this, you know, in your journey and how you became this sugar addiction and empowerment coach.
1: Okay, I love that. So what people love when they hear about me is it's not that I'm some sage on the stage or right? I'm some expert. I'm actually a recovering sugar addict myself. Um I grew up with addiction in my family. I have no problem my signature like talk is about I can down a row of cookies and eat a second row. So when women come to me and they're like, you know, the cookies call me from the cupboard. I can't stop drinking the wine at night. It's not like, oh, let me just read up on that in a book. It's, I get it. It's real and here's how we can break that down into steps to kick it because it's just not a, I quit. And I feel like so many people feel like it's that way And like I said, growing up with addiction and then dealing with that for so many years, I mean, I'm in my forties now, but being able to really understand where that comes from and then link that with tools that work, uh, that's why I have good days now. I mean, I didn't always, I was anxious for a long time. Um,
0: Okay. So, so tell me about this. Okay. So addiction, where does it even start? And especially like you're talking about like with sugar. I mean, I know I read on your thing that it goes back to your childhood, but give us a little info and for the audience too. So, cause sometimes I think, you know, people don't under really understand addiction and that addiction is a disease, you know, and it's just not something that, you know, like you said, oh, I can just put it down today and it, it's a gradual thing.
1: Yeah. That's a big deal for women. Um, when, they, when they're talking with me, they go, oh my gosh, what I have is legit. It's not that I'm not motivated or I don't have willpower. I mean, that's a big thing for women. A lot of shame, a lot of guilt. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. First of all, you need to know you're not like your husband or your spouse or your significant other who like my husband, I don't know, eats three chips and puts the damn bag away for a week and then wonders why the bag is missing. I'm like, dude, it's been a week. Like who puts the bag away? So that's when I started to realize, right, that there's a difference. And It doesn't mean that one person is weaker or stronger. It just means there's sensitivities there. Let me just say it that way. And when you know that that's you, you have to navigate your life different than someone who doesn't have that. And so not that it's this disease or it's a weakness. I just know for me, it's something that I need to be aware of. And so let's just define addiction. So for me, what addiction means is, if you were to take that substance, liquid, whatever it is away, there's an emotional charge to it, right? So I'm not addicted to apples. Although I do love my green apples. We can talk about some fun tips, but I'm not addicted to a banana. I'm not addicted to certain things. You remove them, there isn't a charge. When you start to have a charge to something, people could be addicted to exercise. You remove that, and then there's a charge. So I say, that's just something to look at. So that's for me, how I simply define addiction. And then from there, if that's the case for you, you have to just take a look at what you want to do about it. So for me, I am addicted to exercise. I love it, but it doesn't run me, right? You could be addicted to something, but it doesn't run me. I love cookies. I eat them on occasion. They no longer run me. So that's where I feel like a lot of women and men like want to get to. I'd like to love it too. I know I'm a passionate, I might have addictions as well, but how do I get them not to run me? And that's where I've come from and what I teach.
0: That's cool. Yeah, that answers it perfectly. And I know that, okay, so tell me about like your childhood, because I was reading about all that was fascinating. So that's, you know, the addiction, well, I don't want us say the addiction, but the sugar stuff started like when you were young and growing up. So tell me a little bit about that because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have similar backgrounds and can very well relate to your story. So I'd like to kind of explore a little bit of that as well.
1: Love that. So let's start with, for me, and people can think about how they were raised as well. I actually was born with a cyst on my neck. So I came into the world already not well, and my mom, not knowing any better, chose not to do surgery for one whole year. I was on an antibiotic with no probiotic to chase that. And if you don't know, one round of antibiotic will destroy the gut lining. And to further that, when your gut lining is destroyed, or I work with a lot of people on repairing their gut, when your gut, your, right, your, your your intestines, your gut, when it's out of whack, the bad bacteria that's there, what that means is it, it, it lives off sugar. So a lot of people have a gut imbalance equaling sugar cravings. Forget the whole addiction piece. So. I already came out of the womb. My gut was destroyed. Yeah, of course, I loved sugar. But number two, my father was highly addicted to pretty much everything and had a host of mental health issues. So, when you have addiction, right, and and, and stuff is off, we had bipolar in our family and addiction to so many things. I already, so now I'm susceptible. So, for me as a kid, and I'm highly sensitive, right? So, highly sensitive. With addiction and your gut lining out, I tell people like this talk um, um, I give and I'm working on is like, I'm literally a statistic. But the thing is, if you know, and you women and men who are listening, wow, that sounds like that was me growing up. Well, there's hope. You can do something about it. But when you're a kid, you don't know better. So I just ate a lot of sugar, like half gallons of ice cream sugar, like two rows of Girl Scout cookies in one night. I mean, I ate sugar and if you don't know this, sugar is highly addictive. To me, it's a legalized, it's just legalized, like a legalized drug. So when you're younger and even people come see me, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, some people have never even heard these concepts before. So they don't even realize it's not their fault because once you have it in your system, I say it's like smoking a cigarette, cocaine, right? It lights up the same part of the brain. So as a kid, I just self-medicated. Like I didn't know a lot of stress with the house and right. Sugar, I know, right? a wine, women get this, they drink wine. It calms them. It's really, it's a release. So that was, that was how I grew up and into my twenties, into my twenties. It's just something that if you're not aware, you blame yourself. You don't realize it's the food. So I'm hoping those that are listening go, "Wow, I, I can hear Jen's message." And if nothing else today, you're going to stop blaming yourself. Number one, and then we can talk about tips. But stop blaming yourself. So, yeah, no, I know
0: women have we we do that a lot, but but that's again, you know, because society um, points towards us, and we think everything is our fault. I have a lot of friends who um, have a problem with with some of them with sugar too, and you know, I'm one of those type of people. I'm like your husband. I hate to say it, but I'm very disciplined <laughs> well, just because I, ha- I can nurse a bag of M&Ms for like weeks, but that's just because, you know, I just, I'm determined, you know, because I've, because I'm in this field and I've trained myself like you have, you know, that you can have it, you know, and, but then you learn it's, you don't have to have the whole entire bag at one sitting. You can just have a few. So, I mean, that's for me, but I understand other things too, because I have a- No, I, I can't like,
1: even have a few. So those listening, like Michelle, we love you, and <laughs> Jen- you're not an addict. We don't eat a few, Michelle. We think we're going to eat a few. (laughs) And what happens is with all due respect to us and how our bodies work, it lights up a part of the brain. And then I watch it light up. So the thing is I have three kids. So I also will have it on occasion, right? So we'll have a cake. I I will sometimes do that. We all celebrate. I like normalcy in our house. Um, And my kids know that mom has, challenges, and I think it's healthy, because then I have one kid who's challenged like me, whereas the other two could take it or leave it, but the little one knows. She goes, mom, I had a piece of bread with butter, and now I want a second piece, and I said, you know, Sydney, she's five, but like, why not start at five? Drink some water, you know, let's brush teeth. You really, it's not good to have several pieces. It's nighttime, and so I teach how to navigate it, but not everybody's like you, and the thing is, like, we're not to feel bad, because like this is what I have going on. I feel like it's built up a muscle in me to respect, right? We're always working on that with ourselves to respect that some people have strength that others don't. And just how my brain is wired. It's just how it's wired. Certain things just set me off. So anyway, kudos to you. And if you're listening and you're like, dear God, I can't eat five. It's gonna be okay.
0: (laughs) No, I know. I trust me, I am I am not one to judge because I'm a gluten-free vegan and I have my own eating weirdness. Okay. So for myself I call that. So I, I don't judge other people and I think and I know, you know, that as women we're all coming from different places. And I think that's the beauty of it. We're all on a different journey. We're all trying to figure out ourselves and our own health because we're very individual. So I just that's what I say I tell people and I especially tell women that we that I coach and I know that you probably tell them too, you know, you need to not look at other people. You need to look at yourself. Don't compare yourself to your sister, your friend, or whatever else they do or they don't do, or what works for them or what doesn't, because you are different. So I think, you know, we don't talk about that enough in society because everything like, you know, when I practice Western medicine, everything is cookie cutter what works well for one is going to work well for everybody. Hey, that's just how it is. And I think people have just gotten to that thing and that's why we see so many cookie cutter approaches to health out there and I'm sure you you know you talk to your women about it too when you talk to them that you know, oh, just follow this diet, or just follow this and this and this, and it's going to work. It doesn't work for everybody, like you were saying, because we're all wired differently up here. It's a, it's chemical. You know, we all have different neurotransmitter activity and how it affects us. Because I know, you know, my husband's family, they have bipolar issues, so I I'm very well aware of that too. You know, and my brother-in-law, you know, my brother-in-law is an alcoholic, so I've seen I've seen that. You know, and I see it in my family. So we do see addiction and we kind of you know all different stuff like that. So what I want to know is you talked about when you were younger, you know, about you know about sugar being your kind of release type of thing. So how is sugar and mood related as you as you talked about before, so that the ladies can understand that more?
1: That is very personal for every single person. But if you're listening today or you're listening to this, you know, when you when you listen to this, I should say, you have to see for yourself. Um teach this program it's a what do i eat six week and i have to be honest um and i'll get there but i i I do talk about there are certain things to to remove that do help bring inflammation down which doesn't flame the brain which will go there does definitely cause anxiety but week two i talk about this intuitive piece so know the right things to eat but then you have to decide for yourself what works so depending on how i feel that week I will then choose certain foods knowing, and again, this is different for everyone, but for me, like wine, you don't want to see me the next day. I, It just, whatever goes on with, you know, whatever's in there, the alcohol, and I wake up anxious pretty much nine out of 10 times. So I just know for myself, I watch that. It could be blood sugar swinging, okay? So I will share that when blood sugar swings, and by that I mean you eat a lot of something, And then you get like what I call a high and you're like, oh, I feel so giddy. Um, What'll happen is insulin, not to get into the whole biochemistry behind it, but right, so you get an insulin response. So blood sugar goes very high, you get giddy. Insulin comes out. So what happens is it's then removing the sugar from your bloodstream and you'll start to almost stabilize, right? Where you feel better, but then you get exhausted because too much comes out of your bloodstream. So you're high, you're low, you're high, you're low and your moods will match your blood sugar levels. So you will find, and again, it's different for everyone, but I know on days when I've let my blood sugar swing too much, the next day, I just don't feel as grounded and focused for those who are entrepreneurs listening. You might say, why do I feel a little foggy? It's a real thing. It's real. And it's definitely related to your food. Hands down. Um, In fact, I'll just say real quick, I teach, you know, not feeling grounded, eat some grounding foods carrots things that are grown in the ground onions, parsnips, things grounded things on the ground. lettuce is very balancing so the energetics of food matters so anyway I went off on that but I hope- no
0: no, I love it too I love it because I, I too believe that you know if you look at certain foods they kind of have the shape and they look like certain organs and that's because they're energetically designed that way. So yes you know and then I don't know did you ever yeah and pretty woman? You ever watch that movie when she tells him to go take his shoes off and to go walk in the park and just to have the grass underneath his feet to help ground him to, to relax? So I, I understand where you're talking about we're, we're grounding, but I never thought about it like eating grounded foods. That makes so much sense. But yes, I, I do. So we talked about that. So now you call you also talked a little bit about and you touched on it about sugar and inflammation because you know inflammation we know and we're hearing so much more about it that inflammation leads is a big cause of cancer it comes from stress you know and it's this one big circle so let's talk about sugar and inflammation and then give us some idea about that and some tips that we can do or anything that you want to interject hey this is wow. we're having,
1: we're having fun let's, here let's, <laughs> so sugar causes inflammation let's just like go right there Sugar causes inflammation. So people say, oh my, and inflammation is different for everyone. For me, I can wake up and um, I'm some 43 and a half-ish. Like, ah, my joints will hurt a little. Um, For others, they can wake up anxious. Please know that that's inflammation of the brain. It truly is. People can have um, migraines. Others will get a rash and they'll go, oh, I have this rash, sty in the eye. Like The body comes out with all these different things. And at the end of the day, I always say it's, it's some version of inflammation. All disease, I'm gonna be so bold as to say and Google anything I, I say, because I always say, please check it. The bottom line for disease is inflammation. I personally don't believe that we age just because a number of how many times we've been around the sun. I believe it's because, and I always teach my clients this, like the amount of toxins coming in is greater than the rate that it can go out over time so we age we get wrinkles body slows down you know um bones start to brittle inflammation acidity in the body sugar causes acidity um causes brittle bones um so anyway so that's my two cents on that and then you asked me what did you ask
0: me about no i think that you know inflammation it's a big thing out there and like you said it, it's so it is so true and i like and people know they know my they know my journey my journey to becoming vegan and i say it all the time probably in every podcast that i talk to people about cuz we're always touching on this is that i had i have eczema really bad i did not anymore and i went on this journey to figure out i was i was re- i was healthy anyways to begin with cuz that's just who i am but it wasn't going away, and so I had to try to find some something different. I did a huge, huge, um, in-depth food allergy testing, and the things that came out there, I just kind of like eliminated them, and my inflammation went down. And I also have osteoarthritis. I really try to watch my sugar very well during the day, because um, you know I do wake up with my joints hurting sometimes. I wake up with my feet hurting, so it's just it just depends, like you said. But you know, people don't understand, and they still don't get the connection between food that we eat and inflammation. And it's partly because, you know, we we need more of us out there because part of it is that, you know, and I'm not going to say that the government is against us because, you know, don't want to be people coming to my door and knocking on and taking me away. But it's just that, you know, we're (laughs) fed, we're fed, we're fed a line of to eat the wrong stuff. And, you know, 90% of the stuff at the grocery store is the wrong stuff. You know, you, you you know how they say, like you know, you, it's inflammatory.
1: That's yes. what I tell people. I yes. tell my kids.
0: Yes, it's and so
1: and
0: and they don't under and people don't understand that, and so they don't really connect because you know so many and we've had this. Co- I've had this talk with someone else. So I'll get sure. I want to get your sure opinion too. Is that most people? You know, they they don't understand how the feel. They don't feel. They don't know what they feel because they feel their bad is their norm. So feeling bad every day is okay to them. And if you start talking to them like, well, you know, you could feel better. They're like, well, I feel fine. But you look at them on the outside and you're like, "Uh, no, you don't really, I know you think you might feel fine, but inside it's not that way, correct?
1: I love that. Yeah, so what I find is with those people, I love them up. And the women who know that there's something better outside the sphere of where they are, those are the ones that I would think find us. Like, so they're here, they know they want to be here and we are the bridge to get them there. Um, And I find that I bless the rest and the ones that know that they want to feel better, they hire. And it's because Mm -hmm. I say, I'm not overly obsessed with exercise. I'm not overly obsessed with what I eat. I have three children under 11 at the time of this podcast and I look amazing and I don't drink caffeine. Like this is me most days. And when it's not me, the way you said, Michelle, you know, you wake up and things hurt. I backstep like, okay, what do I need to do to bring me right back to how I feel today? Because it's, the body gives us signs. It's when we ignore them that we get the migraines, that we get um, this chronic stuff. I just want to say it, the chronic stuff. The the, um, the once in a while TMI maybe, but constipation or things that I see, those things are fixable. It's when things become chronic that we haven't listened. And it's not to feel bad if you've had that. It's just, if you want to do something about it, like we're here, like, right, this is what we do. Um, and, and here's what I wanted to touch on because it's so important. So I love that we're talking about all this, but super busy women, right? They're like, well, what do I do about it? Because we're so marketed. I'm confused. What is the right thing? And so there's a couple of things. Can I share what those are? Because Absolutely. Okay. Love it. So I tell them when you're in a rush at the grocery store and I realize, you know, you can't read everything and you're not even sure what the hell you're reading. Less ingredients means less chemicals. Less ingredients means less chemicals. So, if you're in a super rush and bread, this one has five ingredients and that one has 15 and you need reading glasses, please buy the one with the five. Even if it's got canola oil and soy lecithin, which is highly inflammatory, it's five chemicals. It's not, although canola oil is not a chemical, but it's highly processed canola oil, right? So less ingredients, less chemicals. That's number one. Number two, can we please redefine snacking? I feel like, and I teach my kids this because on TV, they just want to tell you what a snack is. They want to tell you what a, a breakfast is. A friggin' breakfast bar that has marshmallows in it or or chocolate chips—it's not breakfast, even if the label says breakfast. It's not breakfast. <laughs> so, like, rethink real food and rethink your snacks. And I tell people you want to make a change. Most people fall off the um, clean eating wagon, and 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 I call it that. And 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 you know eating a lot of sugar in their snacking and in their nighttime stuff. A lot of times the meals can be pretty clean, but then ugh, it's the snack. So I always tell my clients, look, just eat a piece of fruit. They're like, oh, sweet. Like that's a concept. Isn't that something you have at Italian dinners? You you eat your dinner, you eat fruit and then you eat dessert. I'm like, no, fruit is my snack. I eat that at 10 and sometimes I'll eat at three or I'll have some nuts raw. Like, it's just that's new for people because we're so right brainwashed really into thinking it needs to be something we rip open. Yes and, and we eat because it's a 10, 100 calorie snack pack. And yes. It's actually right, not even food. So okay, that's my two cents.
0: No, I, I totally agree because it you know, it's people Today it's convenience and I get that because you know we're both of us we're busy, I'm busy and I like convenience too. but I also tell the women that sometimes convenience is a bad thing too because you know everything is in a box, bag, can, you know whatever like you said you can pop it in the microwave, just open up the thing put it on the stove because women unfortunately have got out of the habit of cooking we don't do that anymore like how our moms and our grandmas used to do i mean i know my mom she's 87 and she still cooks from scratch and so and my grandmother did she went out to her garden she got stuff from out there and she brought it they didn't have like my mom when she was like she talks and she says we when we went out to dinner if we ever went out to dinner it was on a maybe a very, very special occasion, but they didn't do that. It wasn't like how today, like, you know, and then women get this double-edged sword message. Okay. It's like, keep going faster and we'll just make things to help you keep going at that speed. So, you know, you don't have time when you're going taking your kids to soccer practice, just hop on through the drive-through. Okay. Grab some chicken nuggets, give the kids in the back, the soda, or whatever, you know, go to the soccer game, the snacks that they, that they pull out. Cause I used to be a soccer mom and it's everything, you know, it's like- I'm
1: going like, today. Yeah. I'm like new soccer mom.
0: Yeah. And I did that and I was snack lady forever, but the snacks, I mean, you know, and then they bring, what is those those fake juices that they, orange juice that they used to have? I don't even, it's not even orange juice. Oh, yeah,
1: you know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, What is that? Um, oh,
1: God. Oh, I love us. I know. Um, we do come home.
0: Right, but they would like would bring those for the kids to have and that's what they think is normal, you know, and that's what people think is normal. And because we want and we're taught and we're pushed convenience. So sometimes, you know, if you want to be healthy, and I'm gonna be bold here like you, because I tell it like it is, if you wanna be healthy, ladies, sometimes you have to be a little bit inconvenienced and you have to learn to get back in the kitchen. I say, you know, our world's problems could be solved and our health problems could be solved if women got back in the kitchen and actually cooked, okay? But that's just, that's just my two cents. I
1: love it, but stay with me. It doesn't mean that you still can't have your career, your life, it, because I feel like, unfortunately, we, I grew up, we grew up, those listening who were born in the 70s like me, watching our moms sacrifice themselves for the cooking, for the husband. But no, win-win. I cook, and I have a life, and I love what I do. It's a win-win. It's learning the tricks and knowing what works for you. I don't love to cook. I do it. I make it tasty enough. Um, I do Sun Basket, this organic thing, or I've hired this amazing paleo woman. She's a young girl where it's her zone of genius. She loves to cook. And I'm like, oh my God, your turkey burgers taste so much better than mine. Cause she's shredding carrots in there. Little this, little see. And I'm like, on the pan, you know, over some lettuce or some steamed broccoli with sea salt. But the thing is, that's okay too. So if you're listening, you might be like the lovely woman who is like helping me. She loves to do it. Or me, who is like, how can I get it done and it's tasty enough because you're ready for this? I'll be so bold as to say, I get so much sweetness and joy and pleasure outside of my food that a lot of days I just eat to eat. And I'm going to go there. It's actually it's one of the chapters of my book. It's about you find sweetness in your life. You just don't need it in the bag of chips, ladies. You don't need it at the wine at five o'clock while you're just driving a kid somewhere well, before you drive a kid, you know, or I should say, we don't drink and drive. You're not driving them. You feel bad. So you're drinking wine and you're cooking dinner, wishing you were doing something for yourself. And you're not letting emotions up, so you're shoving sugar down. But there's a way to win-win. And so I've taught my kids, we eat simply. When we go out to eat, yeah, you can have some French fries and some extra sauces, and we'll do dessert. But I keep it clean in the house a lot. And what I find then is that's our 80-20. I mean, my kids don't go to the doctor. Like, no, They, they don't go. We n- never. <laughs> n- never. They get a fever, they're done. We don't get bronchitis, we don't get the flu. One kid's been on an antibiotic. I have three kids that are 10 and younger. And I always used to just take it for granted, and I'm like, what do I do? And it's this stuff. It's the keeping it simple. It's, I choose convenience too, but you know, can we just go there, um, and, and to totally reinforce what you said, but to also say, you can find healthy, convenience stuff, you just can't live on it.
0: Yeah, my favorite, I tell people my favorite thing is I use a crock pot and I have a pressure cooker and I'm like you. I cooking is not my forte. My husband is a chef and I and I luck out in that department Amazing. because I just I give the recipes and he makes it most of the time. Now he still eats meat and stuff like that. Now my kids are more vegetarian and my daughter's vegan and gluten-free like myself. But, you know, I do that too, because I'm an, I'm busy just like you. So, you know, I'm not spending hours a day, ladies. We're not talking about spending hours a day, you know, wearing the apron all day long. I put something in the crock pot in the morning, turn it on low, you know, and it's done by the end of the day. Come home, I, I put things in the pressure cooker. I love the pressure cooker because you can cook so fast, you know, and I've easy. It, but I've yeah.
1: great things.
0: I love it. And, you know, you can put meat that's frozen and it's cooked like in 20 minutes if that if meets your thing so you can do a lot with that and then i also do you know and i talk a lot about it and i don't know if you do this but um we meal prep a lot so we do it we take one day on the weekend we meal prep and we like we make big amounts of food and we just like put it in the fridge and freeze it outside and we pull it out during the week when we're busy and say hey. and so you know and then we go out too and it's like you said it's not that you can't go out I just make healthier choices when I go out. And we live the same way like you do, the 80-20 rule. And I teach that to the ladies. You know, life is not about deprivation. It's about, you know, just learning to change things around. And you can have all of those things, because you mentioned you were talking about um, Jenny Carr and I did interview her too. And you know, she has a lot of great recipes too that you just you'd have to learn to do it in a different way. That's all there is to it. Like you can make macaroni and cheese. Just do it yourself or put it in the crock pot instead of buying the box with all the stuff in there that you see sitting on the shelf forever. So, like you said, it's a
1: balance, you know, and we're busy women. And can I just be honest? Because whatever is how I do it. Look, if my kids are eating 80% of the time, when I say clean, I mean very few preservatives. Yeah, we do bagels, but they're organic sprouted grain bagels with organic grass fed butter. And I'll make a smoothie in the morning and I'll put a probiotic in it. And that is my kids' breakfast. A lot. Or I'll make them French toast on this non-bromated, non-sprayed sourdough bread. I'll do some chicken sausage, no nitrates, organic maple syrup instead of cane sugar sweetened. I mean, it's these subtle little things, real maple syrup. Um, um, So we'll do things like that. And then if I'm having a Friday, right, or a week where I'm like, I need to make something out of a box, I'll, I'll do it. But it's I cannot to promote Annie's because all of her stuff isn't exactly clean. Sorry, Annie's organic. But I'll, she's got this grass-fed version of the organic mac and cheese. And Like, I don't know, once a month I'll do that. And I get over myself. And then I always steam broccoli. So they always get a vegetable with it. And then we just have a conversation. And the kids don't even love it, which is so funny. They're so used to eating my food that they it's amazing. And can we just talk about quick that your taste buds change over time. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm talking and I don't anybody putting us on like a pedestal. Although, I mean, you could if you wanted because we're so <laughs> fun. But like, <sighs> taste buds change. And I don't know for you how long you feel like, um, but I run this 21 day clean eating challenge. And within seven days, not only can you lose cravings altogether, but we will go, wow, I used to eat this bar because a lot of women come to me, they eat bars. I don't judge it the way you don't but they're crap. And they put friggin' fat around your middle. They do pretty much all of them. I would know. Cause I test it and I'm like, Oh, a week of eating them. And anyway, abs are made in the kitchen. And I say it because they're like, God, that bar, it tastes like chemicals. And I'm like, cause it is. And I'm so glad you can taste it now because now it's my job is done right? Once you can taste the chemicals and you see how you feel doing a drive through versus I'll make a quick sandwich. I don't eat sandwiches for me. So I'll do a quick salad and throw on like whatever proteins in the house, drizzle some olive oil, um, some raw nuts, some hemp seeds. I throw a fork in my bag and we're out. But I do that not because I want to be good or because I love my biceps or my abs, because I know the next day what I will feel like having eaten that food over anything I bought on the go. And so I tell women like, be more addicted to feeling good, get to feeling good first, right? The way we do. And then that will be what you're addicted to versus I just got to have a donut or a scone at Starbucks. You, you won't choose it, right? But from a, a, different, a different place.
0: Correct. No, it's, it's so true because it, it does take time. You know, it's not something that just happens overnight. And I think, you know, now- I'm healthier now, and I know more now than I did like when I was raising my kids. But I thought I, you know, I did a pretty good job. But you know, you know, you learn more as time goes on, and things in advance and science advance, and you learn different things. But now we're just seeing it, you know, like with genetically modified stuff, and with all the, um, you know, the phytoestrogens and all the stuff that are out there, the xenoestrogens and the stuff that are in the, it's everywhere. And like we talked about with all of our guests, and I talked to the ladies too. Like you said, you know, you can't live in a bubble, and you can't avoid all of it. But you can start making small, simple choices and steps to move into the right and healthier direction. And every little healthy step that you take moves you forward. And like Darren Hardy says, it's the compounding effect. And it does make a difference. Like you said, I know if... um, you know, if I have a cheat day or do something, I, I, I'll say, okay, I know that tomorrow I may not feel so good, you know, and I'm willing to accept it depending on what the circumstances that I'm, that I'm going to do, you know, because we all make choices. But I try not to do that all the time. I try to look at my food as nourishment for my body. That's how I look at it. And, you know, it's easy for me because I look at it like that and I say, when I'm eating this, is this going to benefit my body or is this not? Okay. And so 90% of the time I want to eat the food that's going to benefit my body. That's going to give me the energy that I need because I am going like 90 with my hair on fire. Most of the time, I'm like, I've got a lot going on. You know, I've got kids, I have my mom, my husband, jobs, everything. So I need my energy to feel good to do that. And there, and if I don't, then I'm like the next day, I'm like, Oh God, you know, I'm just dragging, and like I come home and I'm exhausted. I'm like, okay, that's that's enough of that. I'm not going to do that tomorrow. So it is. It's like it's like you said. It's learning about you, and that's I think the biggest thing like that you and I talk about, and that we you know, ladies want to, and you and you can address this too, is you got to learn about yourself and not be afraid to find out those things about you. And I think sometimes women are, we're afraid to find out those things. And we don't want to tell those things to anybody else because, you know, we're we're being, we feel like we're being judged. And, you know, in a way, you know, society tells us to be judged and to judge one another all the time. But at some point, you know, you have to
1: just stop it, right? I was just going to say that. I love it. I swear we're taught to judge. We're taught to be pitted against each other. I mean, these, dare I say as bold as it is, I don't even watch TV for the most part, except my son loves sports. So we watch that, but like these shows, like pretty little liars. And I'm like, what is that? Or bean girls. And dear God, like, what are people watching? I don't judge it if you love it. I've actually never seen it, but I just know from the title alone, like that's brainwashing at its finest. Um, there's nothing pretty, about liars or anything little. And mean girls, I mean, I talk to my kids about how not to be one, like, let's be kind. I mean, but I know that kind girls or pretty little honest girls, that doesn't sell. It's not exciting. So I realize networks need ratings. What we need to do is educate ourselves that this is what's coming at us all the time. And I teach my kids, if it's on TV, we don't eat it. And it's just a teacher, Like we'll be shopping in the grocery store and my kid, when they were little, they'd scream out, television show. We don't need that. Meanwhile, most of the store that's in their shopping carts. So I'm like, no, 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 we don't need to scream it. We don't judge others, but you're right. Fruit loops and these fun colored things are on TV and, and, and they know it's just, I swear, we just have to unlearn, unlearn. And that there is no such thing as fear of missing out. It sells a a whole bunch of, of iPhones uh, months early. <laughs> I still have like an iPhone 6S. I don't have FOMO for that. Um, and it's not about comparing. It, it's like in yoga. Um, can I go there quick? We yeah. Quick? yeah. So I'm, well, I'm super competitive. I'm not going to lie. Like my personality matches how I am if I'm competing in something. And I remember um, my competitive self decided I needed yoga to calm myself. So I went to yoga and the woman says, you know, it's not a competition in here. This is your own journey. And even how you hear me saying it. And I was like, but oh, you need a not a competition. You mean as far as I stretch today is good enough. I can't look at the chick next to me and be like, God, I want to stretch like her. And it was the first time I got to really on a story, like look inward and it not be about anybody else but that that was my journey. And the first day I felt uncomfortable, I'm not even gonna lie, and it was boring. But as I kept going, I enjoyed, I forced myself. So anything I don't love to do, if I know it's good for me, I force myself and I make it an experiment. Because I feel like whatever you, have, you, know, you don't wanna have, you you know, do, it, you're adverse to, it's what you should do, lean into it. So I, I forced myself to go, and I remember it was six months in, I would crave it, maybe three months in. I was like, I just wanted to get out of my head and and not compare. And yoga, that mat gave me permission not to do it. And then I learned to take it off the mat, right? So I didn't have to always go to yoga to do it. Um, But I I find that fascinating. That's really how life is. It's not about comparing. So we should all just take our yoga off the mat for those who do it and get what I mean.
0: No, I yes, it is because we spend so many years learning that way. And it's, it's very hard to kind of just regroup your brain to think about it from a different perspective. And I think, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm getting, I'm getting there, but I think in this latter half of my life, you know, I'm, I'm much more aware and in, in tune. And I think that comes with age too. Mm. You, you grow into wisdom about certain things and I know my body and it's just like, yeah, I want to be healthy and I want to work out. I love exercise like you do, but you know, I can't do everything that maybe this other person can do. Yeah, I'd love to look like her, but you know, it's not going to happen for me like that because I can't do that with my knees. So, what can I do that that can work for me and I'm not going to judge myself that I can't. So, I still have a little cellulite. Okay, I'd love to get rid of it, but it's okay. Okay, I work on it, all right? Yeah. And it's okay. But I think, you know, we have to start telling that to ourselves enough that we're okay and we're good enough. And just to work on though, and every little bit, like you said, just working on it is a big deal. It's a big deal. And I don't think people and women really understand that just working on it, how big of a deal it is, because we get so in our head. And I think even like you said, with competitiveness, especially entrepreneurial women like us too, and there's a lot of them out there who listen, that you you think, oh... I've got, to, I've got to achieve and I've got to get this done and I've got to do this, you know? And like I told my friend the other day, I said, I actually have now set up that I have to, I may, I force myself on days that I'm working on my computer to get up and go outside, take some breaks because I could find myself sitting at my computer from eight in the morning until nine at night working on all my stuff. And the time goes by and I'm like, I didn't eat. I feel like crap because I ha- now my blood sugar is really low. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And then I have to hurry up and eat, and then I have to wait a good forty-five minutes for the food to hit my head because I'm feeling so lousy. And then you know it's over. So you know it's it's about slowing down and just seeing the big picture on all of it, and you know how everything interrelates into our lives. You know, like you said, be happy. You know, get high on life. Um, you know, look at where we're at in our life, and if you don't like things, change them. And change doesn't have to be like a drastic thing. You know, like you said. So with that, like when we're talking about that, I want you to, you addressed first, I want to go back and talk about two, cause I looked, I watched one of the videos that you did on your website and you were talking to about a lady who had the acne and I saw her before picture and I saw her after picture. So talk to me a little bit about acne and sugar and, or just about, you know, not so much, you know, what she had in, but adding what you said, adding in better stuff to change her diet and how it helped her clear up her acne and her skin.
1: Acne. Okay. Let's go there with acne. Acne is a journey for people. Can we just start there? It's not a black and white. It's a journey. Some people can get acne and it's merely because it's the time of the month. So there's different acnes to me. Time of the month, hormonal. I tend to get something here. I know I've got hormones out. It goes, it comes. For others, they get stressed and stress will have it come out and it's gone and it's unrelated to anything having to do with the cycle, your period cycle. And then for others, it's food allergies and it's, okay. So (laughs) just acne is so tricky to me. The beautiful thing about Lauren is she didn't give up. Okay. She handled stress. She handled her food. She thought she was eating well, but then she took a food allergy test the way you had said you did. And she realized healthy stuff, was hurting her. And until she was able to pull that out for several months and let the body heal, she was hurting herself eating those things. So then she had that going on. And then sugar. I think, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she loved wine. And sugar causes inflammation. And I, I hate to keep coming back to it that way, but it's the truth. And acne to me, if you think of it this way, like it's your skin screaming at you. That's how I think of it. A rash, Things are screaming at you and the body is not able to detoxify the way it would like to. And if, for those who don't know, our biggest detoxification organ is our skin. It's our skin. It's our skin. So anytime I get something that comes out or my kids, we talk about bowel function. It might be TMI, but it's the truth because that's how we excrete. How much are you sweating? How much water are you drinking? I mean, to get things moving, one of the easiest way to detoxify, and I know Jenny talks about this a lot, do you drink water, a lot of water? Now some say it's a gallon, some say it's this or that. I believe your body knows best, but at least half your body weight in ounces. You're 120 pounds, at least 60 ounces. I'm about 140, I have no problem sharing that. Um, 65, 70 ounces will not do it for me. I'm at like 100. So you have to know for yourself, um... And yeah, adding in dark leafy greens should you not be allergic, right? It's one of those things that's tricky, getting some food sensitivity testing. I do that. I don't know if you do, but finding someone who can do some sensitivity testing is helpful. But dark leafy greens are blood purifying. Um, Huge. So we added that in. She totally got a handle on what's ticking up here. Your stress, I know you know this, causes an imbalance, almost for me the way sugar does. You just get stressed and it just throws hormones off. So, and kills your digestive system, right? I always say caveman stuff. Back in the day, saber tooth tiger is is running after you. Do you think your body wants to digest what it just ate? Hell no. It needs to climb a tree to live, which makes sense. But if you have the saber tooth tiger is your boss, is your relationship not working? is you don't know how to handle your kids with all due respect, right? You people please, and you don't know how to say no enough, which I totally get. And so your schedule is so friggin' busy that you don't have a minute to leave the house. That feels like saber-toothed tiger attacking you all day long. So no wonder your digestion's off. No wonder you have hair stuff. No wonder there's skin. I mean, is that makes like, no wonder everything just kind of, the works just stop up. But if we can open it up, Anyway, it was a long-winded answer, but I hope that was helpful. No, it watch is too. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. Watch your stress. Yes. And know I, what kind of acne it is. Know what kind of acne. There's different acnes, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, they used to, I had um, one time a dermatologist said that, you know, acne was um, like diabetes of your face because not necessarily, you know, like sugar in the sense of like eating sugar like this, but it's how certain people like, and especially in boys, like how they process it. And along with their testosterone levels. So, you know, it is about, you know, clean eating Cause I know that when my son, he, um, when he lim- when he got rid of milk and he gets rid of certain things and he's not like stressed out, his face like clears up a lot more. And then when he's stressed out, you know, you see it more because that's your, just your, your, your like you said, your defense mechanism and your skin. And, you know, it's like you said, here's the thing. And, and you know we'll say it till the day we both of us die. That's okay. And we'll probably be bringing it wherever we're at after that. Love that the body was designed to do everything that it needs to do. Okay. It was designed, it can heal itself if given the stuff that it needs. We just, unfortunately, from the time that we come out of the womb, we are hit from all sides with all kinds of things. And our body starts to get insulted by different things that happen. So the more that we allow, we have those things come in, the body Less and less that it can heal itself, and especially like you and I, because we talk a lot about clean eating and about food and about sugar and stuff like that. Because the cells need nourishment and nutrients to reproduce to make good cells, and if all you're doing, ladies, is eating junk food all the time or unhealthy stuff or whatever we're doing out there, then the body cannot process over time good cells, and you start to process bad cells, and then you get the diseases
1: that happen. Yeah. 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 I always think of it. If you don't mind me just going there with you yeah. and not this huge cancer expert, I'm not, and it's inflammation. And you just reminded me of my biochemistry background. So when cells die, that's a natural thing. We want them to die. They grow when a cell stops dying and has the, and it's called apoptosis that just came to me from biochem. Yeah. But not able to do that anymore. That's where you get your tumors from. It's a cell that doesn't die. So it just keeps growing. And sometimes visuals help people eat better. So I think of it that way. You know, if you have tumors or cysts and other things that are growing on you, it's because your cells, like you said, aren't getting the nutrients and they're not going through the normal life and death cycle. They're just living. And it's a problem. um, Feeding them the right nutrients helps them be healthy, which looks like dying. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, and like you said too, you know, we talked about a lot about it and you said too, which is very, very, very true, is gut health because the gut is a big processor there. You know, a lot of your neurotransmitters that's live in your gut. Yeah, and if you're not healthy and the gut's not healthy, that's one big, huge elimination system in your body, ladies, that's not working. Not a good thing.
1: I always start there, always. Yes, no. And Most it, of your neurotransmitters are in your gut. And your digestive system and your periods for me are two indicators, digestive system, constipated diarrhea or normal stools. And what's your periods like if you have them or, you know, how are you feeling with your hot flashes depending on where you are? Well, it's right for me. It tells me like where you're at with your hormones and, and for me, your gut health. It's just how I, how I do it. Um, I a hundred percent agree. And your moods, highly anxious. I'm so glad you said that. It's absolutely related absolutely related to gut health and no one ever thinks about that right they just say oh i get bloated and oh my body doesn't like me and i'm like no your body loves you the bloating is you ate something that your body did not like so to protect itself it took whatever you ate that was in that cell and what did it do it blew it up with water it put water in the cell so that the toxins that are in there what doesn't doesn't kill off the cells unnaturally So when they hear that and they go, oh my God, bloating is injuring myself. Yes. It's the body protecting itself. So right. When you start to see things differently, all of a sudden you're not angry at yourself when you bloat. For me, I apologize when I bloat. (laughs) Sorry. I do. I'm so sorry, belly. I didn't know that was going to screw you up so bad. And it's just a nice way to look at it. Yes. I can't look good at my bikini because my abs aren't showing.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you too. So I want to know, okay, in the last few minutes here, tell me about your book, Woman Unleashed, and like where can people find it and a little bit more about it and how you came to write it.
1: Okay, so it wrote itself after the 10-year mark of working and doing this work for 10 plus years, about the 10-year mark, it came to me. I have all these ideas, these principles that I keep teaching over and over again, Literally, I mean, since I drop truth bombs all the time, I saw myself dying and I was like, these can't go with me. I need them in a book. So when I'm gone, someone's going to find it in the library or on, right now it's on Amazon and it's in barnesandnoble.com. So that was where it came from. I've got all this info. I say the same thing over and over again. Women heal over and over again by following what I do, put the damn thing in a book. Um, So that's how I started it. And it's for highly sensitive women. I find most of us are highly sensitive. We've either learned to shut it off. We didn't know that was a thing. Or we know it's a thing and we're embarrassed by it because we've been called crybabies or we're too sensitive. Or why do we cry with the Hallmark Channel? Like It's called being an empath. It means you're empathetic. It's a beautiful gift. And it can feel like a curse if you don't know how to control it and manage it and honor yourself. So I wrote this book for those types of women and it's about energy. I mean, I have this naturally. It's about really having confidence for whatever you want to do. And then I threw in there my 21 day plan, how to kick and manage sugar. And it's just all the stuff we talked about. Redefining guilt. One chapter is about getting the junk out. That's literally the chapter name. Junk out of your physical environment, junk out of your brain and um, junk out of your body. So, oh, and junk out of your relationships. Oh, dear God, I call it junk with all due respect. If it's hurting you, it's junk. Um, and it's how to not look at me, or right? Or you, Michelle, and say, God, um, I want to be like them. It's here's how to do it. It's the manual. Um, every chapter has uh, some action steps. And the book is written conversational. So if you enjoy me, the book is me. And it's it's so that you can learn... They're principles and tools that I don't wanna keep a secret. And it's very much what we talked about, right? But sometimes people like to read it. I like to see things on paper and circle and highlight. And um, you will be unleashed. I feel like we're so leashed by everything that's out there in the world, what our parents taught us, the marketing that's out there, the punishment we do to ourselves. And when you free that up, starting with your food, Damn, life is just, you're invincible. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing some extraordinary stuff. We're going to get in an RV, the five second on that. Like we're going to get in an RV and homeschool the kids and we're touring the country. And I want to give talks throughout the country on my signature 20 minute workshops. And I would never have been able to do that if I didn't unleash myself on what I thought it looked like to be a mom, a wife, a business owner, right? I had to shed all those barriers and it's possible and we're doing it. It's insanely crazy.
0: No, I love it. I, no, no, hey, you are definitely kind of like my soul sister out there because I told my husband this year. Honestly, my mom, if I, I, I helped take care of my mom and if I didn't have to take care of my mom, I said, I want to build a tiny house. I already know the company that I want. I, love it. I know what I want it to look like. I said, I want us to sell our house, throw all the shit out, excuse the expression, Get the out. move into the tiny house and let's just go place to place and I'll do locums, tendons, wherever we go. And, you know, Hey, we can make it work. So, you know, I'm right there with you. You know, I think, I you know,
1: three kids and two cats. Yeah. Do it sister.
0: Yeah. I just, I'm just at the point, like, you know, minimalism, you know, I don't want stuff all over the time. You know what I mean? And I just want no pressure. You know, if I didn't have a mortgage, life would be really good. <laughs> you know,
1: I, d- I, d- I, just I, d- said I love this and I love this honesty and there's ways around, there's just, there's ways. And yeah, so we're selling banking and we'll have none of that. And it's amazing on the road, it's one fifth of what we spend now. Oh, absolutely too. And, we're and gonna bank it and have fun for a year. Yeah.
0: You're going to, I hope that you'll post it so we can see your journeys on somewhere oh, on social media.
1: Girl, I'm making a whole life out of this. It's the unleash yourself movement. Oh, that's so cool. Right. The boss. I'm working on that with my husband. He's like, oh, I don't think I want the RV saying unleash yourself movement, but we'll see. I'm going to work them. <laughs> Maybe the license plate will say
0: that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he can tolerate that. So we're going to link up the book um,
1: on our podcast page too. So I always ask ladies, as we- Get a free copy of that, a digital copy. So I just want to be clear. Okay. If you get it it on Amazon, are you welcome to have a digital copy? Please just leave me a review. (laughs) Oh, absolutely.
0: So (laughs) I'd like to end, so I always ask all the ladies too. So tell me a little bit about, I know we talked about a lot too, and you told me about some of your self-care, but what's your self-care look like either on a daily, weekly, or even a monthly- thing because we are all about the self-care here at Well Woman Network.
1: So I love that. And rarely am I deemed like speechless. The first thing I always say like first answer, right answer. It's a check-in every day. How you doing, Jen? How you, what do you need right now? Do you need to go for a walk? Are you thirsty? Do you want to work longer today? Do you need some intimacy time with your husband? It's literally a check-in every day because if I say I go to the gym, which I do, but that's part of like I take a shower, I go to the gym. That's not self-care for me. That's management as an addict. That's just my, so for me, it's I check in. How are you doing, babe? I love
0: that. No, I, that is like, no, I do. Cause nobody's ever said that. And I think that that is so awesome and that we need to do that. So ladies take that advice to heart. So, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We'll link up all your stuff and everything
1: and have a beautiful day. Thank you.